All right. So, uh, man, would you mind introducing yourself? Let everybody know who you are. Yes, sir. Uh, my name is Nelson Zepikena. I am a father, a digital marketer, a gardener, and the founder of At Black Men with Gardens. That's dope, man. Do you remember how you got into gardening or how you were introduced to gardening? Actually, I, I can't remember if there was any moments in my real early childhood that I can't remember anything from, from there actually striking me. But I remember when I was like in my teenage years, I started to really like marijuana and cannabis. <laughs> I uh, decided that I, being a broke teenager, the best way to get weed was to just grow it myself since I didn't have the funds for it. Okay. So uh, I got a seed and I planted it next to a lake. And that was my first time trying to grow anything. I didn't really realize at the time that was like my real introduction into, you know, caring for, examining, and messing with plants for real, for real. Did the plant grow? It did grow. And then um, it grew. I did a really good job with that plant. I was really stoked about it. I showed all my friends and shit. And then uh, before it was ready, somebody came and took it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about <laughs> right. One of the... Yeah, it might have been somebody I was showing it <laughs> off to, or it was a lake that people wanted to fish at, so it wasn't that low key. Okay, but I knew then that like I could do it again. So after that, I I grew more and more and more, and um, from that evolved into just generally like in horticulture, and um, wanted to include other plants in my garden. Oh, what uh, how big is your garden now? It's not that big. I actually just downsized uh, starting at the beginning of this of this month. Last year, I moved into a house and I took the majority of my indoor garden outside, put it in the dirt and was growing it, uh, pretty much experimenting with uh, outdoor growing. Like if you follow me on my, my personal IG, that's what I was doing all last year. And then at the beginning of this year, I just actually moved into an apartment downsized, left a lot of my stuff in the ground at the house that I was in. And I'm actually in the process of starting over and I'm going to be filming the process of how to start a garden inside of your own apartment. And I got a, a bunch of different methods. I mean, I still have the basic, like, you know, house plants and everything like that. But um, I want to kind of get into actually how to grow, like, herbs and veggies and stuff like that in your own kitchen. Nice. Nice. So what do you think the first thing you're going to add to your garden is going to be? So I got a bunch of live seedlings right now. They just came in from Lettuce Grow, um, and they're going to be going into this vertical grow tower that I got as well. So what I'm going to be adding is stuff like uh, I'm going to grow bok choy. I'm going to grow romaine. Let's see. I'm going to grow a couple of different herbs like sage, thyme. And then I'm going to have a couple of other things like green onions and stuff like that. So right now it's just like kind of like the microgreen, you know, kind of setup type of thing. And then I'm going to add a bunch of a bunch more houseplants and home decor to my space. Course. Nice. So on these indoor plants, are you using any grow lights on them? No, not at all. Um, luckily, the space that I'm in right now has pretty good lighting, actually all the way around. Like the sun rises in my living room and sets in my bedroom kitchen. So like throughout the entire day, um, all of my plants actually bathe in light. Even this one that's in the, it's like in a closet behind me, but the sun rises right there and it just gets doused with it in the morning. So um, I haven't had to use any grow lights. I use grow lights or LED lights for cannabis because cannabis is really sensitive and likes it's like to be you know, damn near perfect, but I'm not going to be using any for my house plants. I will use some for my vertical tower. Okay. So you talk about house plants that you're, you're, you're getting more house plants. Do you have any favorite yeah. house plants or do you have any house plants that you recommend for anybody just getting started with house plants? 
Yeah, actually, that's a that's a good question because I've been thinking about that. My favorite, I love um, succulents and I love uh, drought tolerant plants because I live in Los Angeles. I live in Southern California. It makes sense to have those type of plants here because we have drought like you know temperature and climate year round. So it's good to have actual plants from the environment that you live in. That's what I recommend to everybody. First and foremost, find out the type of plants that actually live in your environment that actually thrive in your environment, and that cuts out a lot of the work for you. A lot of the other stuff, like the exotic plants that everybody wants to have in their home, you also have to remember that all of those plants have different environmental needs and trying to recreate that in your apartment is going to be rather difficult. For me personally, I like to be hot. I do not like being cold. Um, So that means I like I like turning on the heater. My heater will be, my heater will run all day long. What that, you know, what that means is humidity is probably low. So if I go and get an exotic plant that needs humidity because it's from the jungle, it's not going to thrive here with me and I'm going to be pulling my hair out. Like, why can't I keep this thing alive? Mm -hmm. It's because my environment isn't necessarily conducive to its environment. So um, personally, I go and find plants that are thriving in my environment so that we can thrive together. Drought tolerant plants are just easy too. I, I got plants in here that I haven't watered in maybe like three months and uh, they're, they're, still, they're still doing good. So if you choose the right plants, you'll literally you know, cut out all the work. Yeah, I think people sometimes forget about that, right? They forget about the fact that their environment at their house is going to be different everywhere. So where they say some plants need low light or lots of light mm-hmm. or high humidity, low humidity, they have to take that into account whenever they start getting house plants for themselves. Exactly. Yeah, man. That's, that's a really good point. Um, I know it's we're just kind of wishful when we browse the aisles of the plant store or looking at these websites and we see these beautiful plants and we know they would look amazing in our environment. But if we kind of take time to um, consider what our environment actually is, then um, once we look at that and are aware of that, then we will have and be able to make way more informed decisions about what type of plants to bring into our homes. Yeah. You have any uh, tips or tricks when it comes to watering? house plants yeah it's my new favorite it's my new favorite trick right now actually right now other than my big plants that like i can't carry right now i'm watering every single plant from the bottom up i'm no longer watering them from the top down yeah Um, man so i've just been you know just fill up the sink with a bunch of water and then i'll you know take all my plants in and i'll submerge the pot until it stops floating because then i know the the water has you know um, actually come up to an even level the pot will stop floating so i know that's a good time to take it out and it's literally like it'll completely wet every single part of the soil it hits every single root it just ensures you know evil even soil saturation unlike when you water from the top where the water seeps down and actually if you were able to see inside you'd see that the water seeps down further in some areas some areas might be left dry and so we'll completely cover the top of water and not realize that four inches down is still completely dry and then we'll you know go another week until the top dries out not realizing that now the bottom has gone two weeks without actually being watered and then we're trying to fight those problems later on but these problems started you know a month ago yeah man i'm a big advocate for bottom watering whether it's seedlings or even my containers that I have growing food outside, I always throw water in the saucer at the bottom. So yes, you seconding yeah. that the importance of bottom watering is is dope to me. I like to hear that. Yeah, that's like that's my new favorite trick for I want everybody like I feel like everybody needs to learn that. Like I for real when I I just learned recently and I'm just like, hold on now, I kinda knew about this method, but I didn't think it was that important. But then every single rational, logical plant yep. parent will understand, like, yeah, that makes way more sense. And it's like it's it's kinda 
dope. It's like I'm gonna go and get my pants a bath type shit. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's it's easier, or it seems it ends up being easier to me because whenever I'm starting seedlings, right, mm-hmm. I'll just come and dump a bunch of water in the bottom tray and just sit the seedlings on top and let them soak up the water. 20 minutes until they get everything they need and then move another tray into its place. Exactly. And mine's perfect because I have like little cabinets right above my sink. So my hanging plants, I can submerge, bottom feed them. And then when I pull them out the water, I can hang them right there above the sink and let them drain out and everything like that too. So you, you end up, when you do it that way, I feel like you end up coming up with a really good systemic way of actually watering your plants other than like Normally, my watering routine, which works really well for me, is because of, you know, the therapeutic nature that it has moving around your apartment or your space and watering these things is that, um, you know, I would just kind of go from plant to plant and water. You know, I, I wouldn't be too worried about spillage or anything like that. But at the end of the day, I'm not necessarily considering if all of the soil is completely damp. And actually, since I'm going and watering them in their spaces... Sometimes I'm not watering them enough because I don't want there to be a bunch of runoff water in the saucer or something like that. So when, by uh, shifting over to, you know, bottom feeding in a specific staged area, now I have this, you know, like microfiber cloth so that when I'm done watering, I put them there and like, I just created this whole new system that's way more efficient. My plants are actually starting to look better already. And uh, it's actually just been as therapeutic as, you know, kind of moving around my space water. Yeah, I think. And I think you can only learn that from uh, that's like through growth, right? You say when you first started watering your plants, you were top watering everything. So as you get into gardening and you stay in gardening, you learn little, you learn things. You're always learning with gardening. And I love that about it. Yeah. Cause in the beginning, you, you kind of think these things are like trite. You kind of think they're like, you know, small differences that don't really mean anything. And it, it takes those like years of experiences to realize like, okay, like, the, like, you know, these type of, the type of questions that we'll get. And I'll realize like, okay, the difference between, so people ask me like, why does your fiddle look like that? And mine looks like this. And sometimes it's just those differences in the little ways that we care for our plants. Like maybe it's because I'll pick mine up and take it somewhere so that it can have more time to absorb water and, you know, be fed from the bottom and all this stuff. So it's those little small differences that end up, you know, actually adding up to a lot. Yeah, man, I couldn't have said it better. You learn as you grow. Exactly. All right. So talk to me about uh, your social media presence with Black Men with Gardens. When did it begin? Um, Black Men with Gardens began in 2017. Yeah, 2017, thanks to Jasmine. Jasmine is the creator of Black Girls with Gardens, and she created the page Black Men with Gardens in 2017. And she created both of these pages, and she's running both of these pages herself, spotlighting all of us in the you know that weren't being seen at the time. And uh, I just remember, you know, it was real early. It was during the time where I was looking around on social media for people that were doing the same things as me or kind of look like me and not seeing it anywhere, you know, actively searching these hashtags and stuff like that. And out of nowhere, I just got tagged on this page. And I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I needed. And, you know, I was like one of the first people tagged on there. And, you know, I just kind of told her how much I appreciated her and everything like that. And we just continued to converse and realize that we we're on the same exact mission. And um, at the end of the day, personally, I think that I, I really felt like I couldn't like, you know, I couldn't sit by and uh, 
just let black women save us all again, <laughs> like, you know, by themselves. So like, literally, I just like, I had to do my part as well. And I told her like, and because, you know, I also like, you know, familiar with the space and how to like grow a platform and everything like that. I'm like, yes, please let me come in and, you know, run this side of this. And uh, she's, so she's been killing it on black girls with gardens. Well, I've been, you know, putting in all the work that I can on black men with gardens. And it's been insane because when we first started, you know, the pages, you, you start off with a page and you have, you know, 60 followers, you have a thousand followers. And every single time you post, you get like 10 likes and you feel like you're just kind of doing it for no reason. You look around at all these pages and they have hundreds of thousands of followers, followers yeah. and you're like, okay, it's kind of like too late, right? The space is full. Like there's no space for us anymore. And you know, and it's how long is it going to take for us to ever compete with people like this? And um, at the end of the day, we both just <laughs> kept going. It's like, you're just like post and you just post to a room with not that many people in it and you just keep going and you just like put in this work and form a strategy and have goals in mind yeah. and know that it's like not too late. And it's insane to see that both of us have grown these two channels independently, but together and the trajectory is still just, you know, skyrocketing. It's insane because the mission and the, like the, the purpose that it serves for us and what we approached it to do, it's, we do it every single day. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I feel about that platform. That's how I feel about Jasmine. And, um, it's allowed me to learn even more about the digital media space because I've existed in it for so long. Like I was an early adapter to like Facebook. Oh, were you? Like, yeah. So like, you know, when people, you know, when Facebook's first introduced like the page aspect where you can create a page and stuff like that, like, I just like understand that these platforms that host the digital media rely heavily on the people that supply the media to the platforms. And you can't rely on people to provide a positive image of you. <laughs> That's not uh, something that you can rely on other people to do out there. So it's like, okay, I can't be sitting here in 2017 looking at all these images of black people being killed on Instagram, wondering like, why do people keep posting this? Why aren't they posting other images of black people? Why aren't you guys posting the good shit? Like, why aren't you posting anything other than us fucking dying or being brutalized? And I'm like, oh shit, it's because I'm just allowing them to post the shit. Right. I'm, I'm allowing them to provide the narrative. Why not fucking, you know, interject? You know what I'm saying? So it's just uh, like, I understand. we can use these platforms. We can definitely, you know, you know, be seen, be heard. And Jasmine and I have proven that like, regardless of time, like I'm trying to remind people right now, like, yo, like regardless of these numbers that you see other people have, like you got to start right now so that you'll be the one that's on the top of shits in 2040. You know what I'm saying? Like stop worrying about right now, looking at this to like, we're trying to win, like a, we're trying to win a marathon. You know what I'm saying? No, I understand. I had a dope conversation with Jasmine uh, on the show and she talked about how she started black girls with gardens. And I remember when I first got on Instagram back in 2017, I'm not an early adopter like you. So Instagram was my first go at any form of social media. But I know when I first got on there, I noticed the lack of representation of us in the gardening space. And that kind of pushed and motivated me to continue to post, right? Because like you were saying, man, you hop on and you feel like, does your voice even matter? Or do people even see you or notice you? Right? And it's just that consistency exactly. like you were talking about. Yeah, that's like the main thing. And it's funny. So it's like, I want to split that up into two. Like being an early adapter, I feel like is going to be, I mean, just key for anybody that wants to exist in this space as a digital marketer that wants to leverage their platform into opportunities for the communities that they create. You have to be an early adapter because we can't just keep letting these people, you know, take these 
take over these platforms and then run off with narratives and stuff like that. But at the same time, we also, you know, want to be able to enrich ourselves and be able to take advantage of the opportunities that are available out there because they need us. Like they need us just as much as, you know, they need anybody else and they need our, our vision. They need our stories, the way that, you know, black people carry the media and every single aspect. We just need to, instead of being directed to and told like what roles to play, we need to start doing the directing. We need to start creating the roles we need to start you know doing these things and by being an early adapter to these platforms and these technologies we can do that instead of trying to play catch up so that's why like personally like and this is speaking to all my digital marketers or people that are in the digital space that create you know content stuff like that personally when a new platform comes out and you know 10 to 15 people mention this platform to me in you know a week or two i'm not going to just sit around and be like oh well no i'm going to go and check it out slow so like clubhouse being the number one thing right now, everybody's hearing it's like a buzzword, clubhouse, clubhouse, clubhouse. It's like, okay, we get it and it becomes this thing, but it's like, no, we can actively all go there and and be early adapters and start creating the spaces earlier instead of, you know, coming in later on and be like, oh, why don't I see us in here? And I'm not saying it's our fault and stuff like that, but like moving forward, we can start to do those things. And I'm seeing people do it on clubhouse in in a huge, huge way. And that's what really I want to tell you too, like, you should, you should continue to do that. Like we are early adapted to the shifts because like we need your voice, we need your vision and like you really are inspiration. And like, a, you know, I look up to, to you and like the, the framework that you've created, you know? Dope, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot because I have a lot of, the respect is mutual, really. I have a lot of respect for everything that you do with Black Men With Gardens. I think I remember when I got tagged by you guys one time, man, I, I kind of lost my mind. <laughs> and I was like, I made it, Baba, I made it. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, the, the, the feeling's mutual because it's like at the end of the day, like I'm just I just act as a curator and I just I just look out and every single day I just be asking myself like, damn, like what do I wish that I, I saw when I was sitting there looking at the on Instagram or looking at these TV screens? I'm, I'm like, man, I wish I could see us type shit every single day. I just know that by, you know, by showing and spotlighting people like you, there's going to be other other men and other people that see that and they're like, oh, damn, that's a way of being that I didn't know about. Maybe like there's something else else out there because at the end of the day like bro like you know they didn't tell us there was that many ways of being for a black man when, when i was younger i didn't know like oh that 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 type of black man existed or this type of black man existed yeah, we man. had painted into so many different you know closed boxes and we you know unconsciously we we start to fill in these boxes and start to so that we can you know play out our vision of what we think being a man is and I think that at the end of the day, if we show different ways of being, literally, we're going to change the future. I'm seeing it happen every single day when I when I see somebody that was like, oh, shit, like, they're like, people don't even understand. Like, like people are still dealing with, like, oh, guys don't mess with flowers and plants. Like, that's still a thing in 2021. Yeah. So it's like, literally, every single time I'll post that, and this gentleman now is looking at this inspira- inspirational father figure, you know, from the South that's killing it, that's a man through and through and sitting here working with plants, sitting here making, you know, jars of, you know, all preserves and all types of stuff. Like, bro, you gotta be like, oh, hold on. Not only did, not only does that make me question what I thought being a man is, it just makes me question the whole programming behind all of that type of shit. And then it gives me something new to aspire to. It gives me a new way of doing things. And then all of the people that, you know, that we help usher in with the content that we create that makes them interested, they're all going to add something unique to this industry, to this field that's going to be seen, which is dope. Yeah. And I think what you're talking about, that aspect didn't really hit me until later. Like, I I guess I didn't think about 
the I don't know, I guess I didn't think about maybe I don't want to call the audience or just the people who were watching me on social media and getting inspired Mm -hmm. to kind of change how they do things or just to even open up your eyes and see things differently. You know, that was actually the number one answer to the survey I just posted. The number one thing people come to these type of spaces for is actually inspiration. Like that's what we're all on here on is, you know, we all do a lot of different things on social media and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, when you tap into that thing, the first thing, like the main thing, the best thing you can walk away from it with is some inspiration to then use in real life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, that's that's one thing. I think that's why I kind of ventured out with this podcast, right? Is because I know some people are on social media and some people, they just rock with the podcast. But now that I realize that I have, I don't know if it's power, or this ability to kind of influence people, I want to influence as many people as possible. Yes, sir. It's good to be that concise with your intentions, because when you do that, you start to get real results. And it's important to, you know, to be able to say like, yes, I have power. Yes, I I have influence and know that you are using so that you can be extremely clear with your intention for using those things. It's all right to acknowledge those things and it's all right to use those things when you're using it for the right thing. Yeah, man, that's truth. That's facts. Hey, why do you think that when you started 2017 or when Black Men with Garden started, why do you think there was a lack of of representation of us and just other minorities in the whole gardening scene? That's a that's a good question. And it goes back to the early adapt early adaptation, but it also it goes so much deeper. <laughs> so that's because those platforms that were in the position to dictate what the industry looked like in 2017 were starting to build their platforms in 20, I have no idea, 2010 maybe, possibly. And that's the thing. Some of these, a lot of them are actual physical locations, well-entrenched capitalists, people that have already made money on the industry. So they already had the power to influence and they just wasn't interested. They just aren't exposed. They don't know us. So they, I realized like, that's why they post photos of fucking dogs and they don't post photos of us because they have more dog friends than black friends. And I mean, that doesn't go to, that's not like a, you know, I'm not talking shit about them, but I'm just saying it's like, they're going to post and everybody is going to, to show the things that are closest to them in their lives. And if I'm not, if they're not close to us, how can we expect them to show those type of things? Now they're doing it for inclusion because we've spoken, we've seen them. And no, the reason now they're doing it, the number one reason now all of them are doing it is because they're realizing that people, everyone, no one is just interested in a plain story about just one. We want to see the all of life reflected in the things that we see. We don't just want to see one narrow vision of one type of person's view of life, which is funny because that's what we do with at Black Nova Gardens. I'm giving you a, a specific vision because there's a specific need for that. Correct. The counter reaction completely pushed and blocked out of that vision of what industry. That's why I said, like, when you think about gardening, just in the definition and the visualization, we are excluded from it. You ask anybody, think about gardening, envision it. And they are not just going to think of a black man in the garden, you know, on his taking his Saturday off of work to water his plants, you know what I'm saying? Listening to uh, Sade, like at the end of the day, they're going to have this generic vision and it happens to all of us and we have to change it. And we have to, you know, we have to be, um, really clear in our intention to change it. Like, yes, I want you guys to see black men with gardens and realize that like, this is part of who we are. This is the part of who we are that you guys haven't been shown for some reason. It's not necessarily because it's not something that we haven't shown, shown them, you know, like when Ron Finley went out and wanted to start growing food in South central, look at all the pushback that he got. We see that, you know, there was a, you know, concerted effort to keep us out in some, in some ways. 
So I understand industry. I understand capitalism. I understand all this stuff. But what they wasn't um, banking on was the democratization of media. We can all now create it. We can all now create our own audiences. We can all now get it to as many people as they can get it to. If we adapt to these technologies early, learn how to use them properly and uh, implement our, our strategies on them. So now would you say that that is one of the main focuses with black men with gardens is just making sure that we are represented in the space? No, no, not at all. Actually. Okay. (laughs) The main focus of black men with gardens is to build the community of black men with gardens. First and foremost, alongside with the community of black women with gardens. Once we do that, like I'm not worried about like outside other stuff like that. Like I'm showing us to us specifically and everybody that gets a good benefit from it. I enjoy that tremendously. But what's important is that I want to build for us and build a community for us, a space for us. Because once I do that and you see the traction that we're building, it creates a it creates a demand for us in the market. You create your own buzz and then people will come to you and be like, oh, oh shit, hey, will you guys do this for us? Will you guys do this for us? By doing this, we can create more opportunities for ourselves. And that's what I'm telling everybody. Like, if you're listening, like, I'm a digital marketer. I, I, I'm a very logical, I'm, I'm a professional, but I also work in this very creative space. I want as many people as possible to enter into this and move forward because at the end of the day, what a lot of people don't understand is that media in general is going to change over the next 20 years. And we are in a significant great position to actually be on top and you know influence that 20 years ago nobody expected that he would own the largest studio in the u.s and now we're here so if we can continue to think forward let's imagine 2040 i'm not thinking about 2021 anymore let's imagine 2040 there's going to be a black hgtv plain and simple we need people to populate these spaces so that means we need people to be aware of the fact that this shit is cool not only the fact that this shit is cool this shit is life this shit is part of us, da, 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 all of it. So, like, it's to build black men with gardens, black girls with gardens. It's to build for us to build our own garden, essentially. And then from that garden, like, let's let's watch and see what type of fruit comes from that shit. Yeah, man, very well said, very well said, and I respect the mission. I, I didn't think about that. You're thinking yeah. 20 years down the road. I see you're putting in the work now, oh, man, yeah, so bro. that I, I, I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna talk to you off off air, man. I'm I'm telling you, it's like at the end of the day, that was kind of part of the message that I kind of sent to everybody on Black Men with Gardens for the New Year's is that um everything that's been happening recently and in life and everything gets us so focused on the here and now and present, and it's so difficult to maintain and sustain the things that we have in our lives now. So much so that we can be thinking so forwardly, but it. It's important that we find time to do so because at the end of the day, I'm working on a project right now that requires me to think about the future, uh, think about like the actual visual idea of the future and creating this virtual space. I present this question to people like, what does the future look like to you? And people have these ideas and these answers and people say like, oh, there's going to be like flying cars. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, so where do you? Where is your perception in the future? So in the future, when people say that type of stuff, what they're saying is in the future, they will be the benefactor of people's innovations here and now that progress us into the future. In the what what, Personally, what I want to instill in all of us is that we have the ability to say what is in the future. We can actually decide that, like, we can say, like... <laughs> 
So, like, literally, like, Elon Musk said there's going to be this self-driving car, and this nigga went out and produced it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I understand there's, like, a, you, you know, the whole money thing, but what I'm saying is, like, whatever you decide, like, you could actually come up with an idea that is your idea will be people's lives in the future. Like, that's crazy. Oh, that's- <laughs> so I'm like, all right, let's see what ideas we can grow right now and what ideas we can work on right now so that we can actually start to influence the future. So, personally, me, my, my goal, so what I want to tell everybody is to innovate within their industry. Personally, me, my goal is I want to innovate the way that I want to innovate and create a new form of production and the way that black people are are presented in productions because I work in production. So for me, it's like, a, uh, you know, all different types of production, TV, film, uh, event production. At the end of the day, I want to influence heavily what the, the future of production looks like. And I just want to remind everybody that if you form these ideas and these strategies and these spaces, that we have the ability to do those things. So yeah, off air, I want to talk to you about this project that I'm working on so that in the future... <laughs> Like you think they seeing us right now on Instagram? Like there's, there's, this is the first platform that we're that we're right, right. I guess like so. Imagine, imagine that. Let's not stop. Let's like keep on going. This is this is just a seed. Like black men with gardens, black girls with gardens is just a seed. Um, and it's the seed for for all of us because at the end of the day, if we start to show people these things, like in 2017. I didn't see as many of the dope black men and, and women that are in this space that are now showing that through the content that they create. And I'm telling you, there's more people out there that are, that are being emboldened to do that. And so just imagine how many dope people we're going to be able to see with dope ideas and inspirations for us and all what's, what that's going to branch off to in the future. And if we innovate the ways that we can get that information to people, then we're just going to make it bigger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, I don't think I ever really thought about the future or not from this sense i mean i think about the future right but uh uh i just recently maybe within the past three to six months i kind of started to i don't know what clicked with me but but my thought process started to get started to evolve to where i was thinking more about the future like i just said right uh to where the point now i'm starting to think well what can something like big city gardener be in three five ten years like what can come from it like it's crazy too because um we'll look at the people that dream really big and we'll 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 think they're crazy but like personally for me i'll like live in self-doubt and um i'll say this personally there's things that i that i'm accomplishing and working on right now that last year and the year before i i kind of refused to think about and imagine because i assumed it'd be something that i could only do in like 10 years or something me too i know i with, yeah, exactly, exactly what you're saying it's like don't be afraid to be like like hey you know i'm gonna be this or i'm gonna create this like it it, it was crazy for that's why i used the elon musk idea it was crazy for someone to be like in the future there's gonna be flying cars now we all get to you know bank off of that and use that idea of the future for our own idea of the future but that that person that you know had that idea and followed through and obviously it takes time and they pass that idea down to so many different people and it gets picked up and, and reimagined by so many people all that type but it takes that person to really dream really big and then and then it's like oh yeah now it's on and popping so you got to remember this it's like you know this isn't a podcast this is the proof of concept for actually you know the podcast studio this is the proof of concept for you know the syndicated national nationwide radio show this is 
this is the seed. All we're doing is planting seeds. And if we remember, it, like I said, it's a privilege here and now to be able to be like, oh, I'm going to think about the future. Like, yes, like we have so many things on our plate right here and now. And it's really hard to clear that off and um, find time to really think these things and really feel good about it. Like, it's hard to be like, I'm going to be this thing. But then my current reality kind of says, I can't be like, oh, in the future, I'm going to be the head of, you know, the head of design at, I'm not even going to throw any brand out there, but it's like the head of design at this company. But my future, right, my present right now uh, is kind of telling me, nah, because I don't create, I don't work on my art, I don't do this, I'm not, I don't, I don't have any experience in the industry, da, da, da. It's hard to imagine that, mm. but that's not, if you get hung up on that heart, on that heart, that heart feeling that, that, that pain to the ego of that, oh, I'm not there yet and get over that and start thinking of how you can start approaching those things then and then innovate the way you approach those things. Uh, you don't get somewhere. You know, it's going to be amazing. And, and you're not even going to, things are going to start taking off for you in ways that you never even imagined. And I'm, I'm my job right here now, like people be thinking like I'll be out here, like, you know, pushing garden and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> my biggest thing right here now, like I'm pushing people in, I'm pushing people into all of this. I'm like, you know, the same way I jumped in, it's turned into like, you know, some plant influencer, whatever type of show. I'm like, you jump in with whatever it is that you're doing to jump in and represent that and show us how you do it specifically because we all want to see it and we all want to hear it and we all want you to be a part of it because what's that's what that's doing fam is like like you know big city can't just be the only channel mm -hmm. you want to you want to show people how to create their own shows because guess what then you you don't you don't have enough for a full station you're gonna have programming 24 hours right. a day so it's like if the more people we bring in and the more people that see this stuff and 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 expand on it the more we're gonna have to offer the entire world and then you know the people that come together the groups that come together within all of us to form bigger organizations and shit gonna form opportunities for the communities and like you notice in all of this stuff that I've been saying in like the last 10 minutes I've really said anything really about plants but it's all related to plants yeah everything relates back to gardening uh I think something you just said was 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 true it's about like the representation right you cannot become what you do not see I think I just read that mm -hmm. on somebody I know my boy Chris Barksdale's timeline somewhere he says you can't be what you can't see so i think that's major with black men with gardens black girls with gardens big city gardener like you're saying we can just get out here and inspire people they can see what we're doing and then they can hop in 10 toes and just get to work exactly dope, man i love that i love that all right so do you think there is a connection between gardening and self-love and, and self-care i know you just you just talked about all the things you talked about and none of them really had to do with gardening but at the end of the day they had to do with gardening right so right. do you see them there's some sort of connection between gardening and self-care um, I, I think that there can be okay. if you if you allow space for if you allow space for it in your self care routine. But um, no, I don't think it's just intrinsic of gardening. Uh, a lot of people will, I mean, they'll realize now that they're into it and stuff like that. But like gardening, farming is a, it's a, it's a labor. It's a hardship. Right. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's work. If you go into it thinking like, oh, you can go buy a bunch of plants and they're going to add therapy and, 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 and healing to you. It, it doesn't necessarily work like that. The process of yes. caring for them and growing them and learning them and all that stuff can be therapeutic if, you know, if that me personally, I um, I'm a multimedia artist, so I like working with my hands. So when I'm sitting creating art and repotting and wiping leaves and stuff like that, that's when I'm literally at my most content. So that's when it can, that's when it can add value to me. But I can also get that from you know multiple you know sources. But at the same time, I can't say this is my self care thing when if 
if my the leaves start browning, it's going to start stressing me out. You know, <laughs> I got you. I understand. I understand. So you just talked about art, right? Being a multimedia artist. Do yeah. you think there is a connection between gardeners or gardening and art? Man, you got some good questions. Hey, really. man, I try. You know, I try. I try to come with something a little different than than other people come with in podcasts. You know, like if you go take the time to talk to me, let's have a cool conversation. Yeah, no, that's actually a good question. Um, that's a good question because I think it, people would be shocked to hear me say no, no at all. Okay. Um, yeah, no, man. I've incorporated plants into my art, but man, plants. Plants are living things. They got their own lives, their own stories, and all of these things. And, like, I allow them to be. And we're, like, literally, like, roommates. And, like, you know, to, like, a roommate that I got to water and keep alive and stuff. (laughs) We're we're thriving together. I'm I'm not taking... And like, you know, I'm not taking away from this thing. I'm not adding to this thing. We're just like, you know, kind of existing in this life. So when, when I think about it as like a connection to art and gardening, art art is a human expression that's based or informed by so many different things of our experience. And we use different medias to illustrate the art, to send a message that has no connection to plants. We can use plants and gardening to do that, but they're in no way connected. Okay. Um, I but get it. at the same time, an artist will be able to find and see certain beauties and patterns and all these things. There's there's so many artistic things about plants. And part of the reason why I actually started to love plants even more is because I, I was doing a plant study where I was trying to like draw plants. So I was like, okay, I need to buy plants so I could draw them. So there can be some connections in that way, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I look at plants like they are like living beings. So it would be like, if, like asking me if like, you know, if like my next door neighbor's art. <laughs> nah, I get you. You, you gave, you, you answered it kind of uh, the way that I would have answered it probably. I think that, that gardeners might have an artistic, I don't know, gardeners might express their artistic ability with the way they lay out gardens or the way they pot plants together and the combinations that they put into containers. But uh, I don't know that gardening is art. No, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, okay. So I've seen on your IG these planters that you make, man. Can you talk to, I think you made like an alligator head one time. Did you make yeah. that? Yeah, you made the alligator head. Yeah. Bro, what inspires you to make these planters? And then do you sell these planters? Yeah, I, I do. What inspired it? That's a really good question, too. So I, I did this plant study. It was like 2017 or 2016. I was living in this like efficiency studio in Koreatown. And um, it was just me and these like four walls. And I just like, I, I was doing this, I was painting more at the time and I wanted to paint a plant and I went and grabbed a plant from the flower district so I could paint it. And so I started to have these plants sitting around. I started really liking them and I was growing my weed and shit. And um, I started getting more and more plants because I liked having the other living thing in my space. And then I started thrifting. And like I started going to a thrift store and shit and finding these things just to add to my space. And literally it was just like, it all just came together into one, like, I, I can't remember what the first piece was. I should, I should probably remember that, but I think like I just remember seeing something at the thrift store, and I literally just thought like I could put a plant in that. Like yeah. <laughs> so ever since then, my whole thing has just been like 
I just, I look, I look at things and my mind will just tell me like, I can put a plant in that. <laughs> like I can plant in that. <laughs> so literally I'll just like go and I'll just, I'll look for things and places. Like some of the dopest things I've found have just been on the side of the street. Like I found a typewriter on the side of the street that ended up being like my favorite piece. But all in all, really it just comes down to like who I am as a person and like my upbringing and my experience in art and um, not really having the, let's see, the capital to access art materials when I was younger and not like not really having a hard budget as a lower, you know, lower class immigrant family. You kind of just had to make do with what you got. And that nature or that like that way of living just really transferred over into the fact that like I'm always looking at the things that I have around me and thinking about how I can use those things to create more value in my life. And literally it was the things that I had around me and then my artwork as well. So um, it was literally my whole progression into it has just been the, the most natural form. And like, it's hard to quantify because it's just literally my entire life experience culmination. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, nah, literally I just, I, I saw shit at the thrift store and thought I'll, I'll plan this and then um, use it to kind of um, evolve my art form because I, I was starting to hate painting at the time and like drawing and shit. So it's like, yeah, I just use it to evolve all my art form and um, and then I just posted so I would literally I would buy these things and I'd buy these plants and I would um I would trade it and I would just post it and I didn't have no following I had nothing nobody and there was nothing on Instagram nobody else doing this and I'm like looking around and I would post it and it would get 10 likes and I would know that you know I made it hoping that somebody would buy it but I had nobody to buy it right <laughs> So like I would post it to a store, an empty store, and then, you know, end up keeping it. So then that's why I, <laughs> that's why I started having a lot of plans because I was making shit that I wasn't selling. <laughs> but I knew every single time that I made something new and posted it that I would at least get like one one more like or one more person would be able to see it and it would grow. And so it's like, I know I'm not making money now, but if I keep going, because I think I'm onto something, yeah. somebody is going to resonate with someone and hopefully more and more people and possibly I'll be able to grow to a point where I will be able then. But I didn't allow where I was at the time to stop me from continuing forward. So I just continue to make and create and create. And then I, I started to, you know, get like people looking and, and like liking and stuff like that, but still nobody, you know, really buying shit. So I just did that for years, just creating because at the end of the day, it's just practice to get better at what you do, whether it's literally every single thing that you're doing. Like, it's funny, I just found out an interesting um, statistic about podcasts, but the average podcast has an average um, listening base of about 30 people. Hey, I'll take 30. I'll take 30. Entire industry. That's the average. And when when you realize that, you'll realize that you don't have to get to a place where you know you have a hundred thousand followers or a hundred thousand people tuning in every single time. You just have to be the one that's putting stuff out there for the thirty people to listen to every time. So it's like if you continue forward, like you you create the average. You don't just jump in. You don't get a good result and you jump out. You just became part of the meme. What you want to do is you want to become the average. You want to become the, the staple in this industry and by doing that is it's not about the numbers it's about longevity that's why you keep going you just every single time because that what they don't realize like the reason why we don't do it is because we'll think that our ego tells certain things and it's like oh i just got 10 likes i didn't get as much engagement as i thought i did uh it it hurts (laughs) 
But it's like, <laughs> I just threw myself off with that dude. <laughs> it's like, at the, end of, at the end of the day, if you keep going, that 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 10 likes that you just got, that it's not about that. It, what it was actually was the practice. Mm-hmm. So when I said that I was the earliest after the Facebook, I was posting a nobody. I was having conversations <laughs> with nobody. I was making ads for nobody. But I didn't realize what I was doing back then was practicing. So now when everybody's like trying to figure this out, I'm like, oh, shit, hold on. I was, I, I already figured that out because I was doing that for free. I was actually paying to do that shit and I learned it early on and now I can take advantage and now I can take it, uh, take these opportunities that are, are that are present. Hey, you've always been such a future thinker. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, cause I can just tell from nah, our conversations, yeah. right? You'll say things like when I started, I did it for 10 likes or I did it with 10 likes, but I knew down the road, even with your art, with, with black men, with gardens, with everything you said, right? It's just been, you knew, you knew that it would hit. Is that you've always, have you always been that way? Are you one of those people who just believes like, if I stay consistent with what I'm doing and I'm true to what I'm doing, then I have no choice but to succeed with it? Uh, No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's, that's good. Both, yeah, definitely both of those. So right now I'm super future oriented because of the projects that I'm working on. Specifically, I, I think I've started, I've tried to develop more of a future, a forward thinking mind frame over the past couple of years. And it's just, it's hard to do when you're, just, you know, when you're bouncing so many different things that life throws at us. It's, it's extremely hard to do. Like, I, I can't come out here and say like, I, you know, I, I've always been that way. I know it's going to work. Duh, 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 duh. Nah. But specifically in what I'm doing, specific things that I'm going after, I long ago believed had value and long ago accepted that I needed to chase it and to like go and do so like there's certain things that like I'm going to continue to proceed forward on and that I'm because I yeah I thought not that I I know exactly what the future holds but I know that let me make it more practical like this then so I didn't go to like college and shit after school I like after high school I, <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> I'm thinking this is big change podcast bro I might as well come on with like, it come on with it yeah I got expelled from high school I didn't go to college afterwards you know I, I was faced with so many things that told me that my life in the future was going to look a certain way because of what I allowed myself to become in the place that I allowed myself to go and and found myself in at that moment. But within that, I already had a firm belief that there was a specific thing, a specific way of living that I could achieve if I went after it. So my whole thing has been about creating the type of life that I want to live specifically because I know that I have to try and do that and not resign myself to accept any other form of living. So within that, I can feel confident about the future that if I continue to allow my value structure to dictate to me what I need to go after the hardest, I've shown myself that my value structure is sound so I can make sound decisions and I know how to achieve and go after things that will generate value. So I can rely on myself to look forward. And when I have ideas, I trust myself. At the end of the day, that's the, the one thing that I want to refine in everybody, because at the end of the day, your value structure is going to, to point you in a specific direction. And if you kind of clear the filters and allow yourself to tap into that, 
then you can achieve those things no matter what. Like it's in your future. I, I believe in providence. I believe in all that. Like if you set out on a journey to achieve something because it came from that belief inside of you and, and you know there's value in it, you're going to achieve it. You don't even know what it is you're going to achieve yet, You but you are going to get somewhere, plain and simple. And so like a second ago, I told you, I, my idea of the future was a lot slower because I had to reel it in to what my present reality was in 2016. Also at the same time, by you know progressing forward on certain things, I allowed myself to make it to this moment where I've put in the practice, put in the work, put in the thing, so that now other opportunities are opening up. And that's what I'm trying to remind other people is that like, if you just put in the practice and the work and stuff like that right now, these doors aren't closed just because it's right here now and you're where you're at right now. Like, like bro, like in 2015, I was sleeping in my car. You know what I'm saying? So just like where you're at now has nothing to do with it. And because right here now is the most present time in time history, doesn't mean shit. Like you're still going to be a tomorrow. Even though all this shit's happening, all this crazy stuff's happening, right. it makes us think that there's not no tomorrow tomorrow that there's not no 20 years from now like the smartest people i know they're all resigning themselves nobody wants to have kids nobody wants to do this because they and we all got this belief that it's all over and shit like that i'm like oh hell not 2020 coronavirus that shit cleared the whole playing field for all of us just get it you know what i'm saying like this is all wide open for us now now nah, man i i agree right, and man. it might sound bad but i do feel like uh 2020 did come through and clear the playing field like you said it did uh, and i mean i'm not saying that morbidly yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know for people that lost loved ones and everything like that and all the atrocious atrocious shit that happened what i'm saying is that if we are still right here and right right here now what that's what we've all do- seen is that such a year of loss has provided us the opportunity to just be grounded in the things that we only need and want to achieve. Like everything that I want, thought I wanted, everything that da, 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 it's all gone now, fam. And all I got is myself, my family, and my, my, my plants and my and the, the labors of my, my, my hands. And then what I'm going to do with that moving forward. And I'm trying, my whole entire thing, I think it's going to be for us this year. I'm working on a huge project that's going to remind people that they have the power to dictate what the future holds. And then I'm working on a different project that's going to show people that like there's multiple ways of living and please help us dictate what that looks like because motherfuckers like motherfuckers we're living in the way that you know these motherfuckers dictated life should look like years ago and like because of a lot of events that are happening right now we can dictate uh, you know what Mm -hmm. it's gonna look like over here on the other side of that shit i understand i love it okay man okay this this went from just being a gardening podcast to to all about life and everything man i'd be using gardening and plants as an introduction to really to really get it yeah i like that (laughs) yeah i'll be trying to connect with people on a deeper level too because you know at the end of the day a lot of us are trying to um a lot of us are trying to get something more from gardening and stuff like that. Like that's why me practically breaking it down like that. Like, oh yeah, no, gardening is just a labor, it's just work. Da, da, da. Like that's because it's that's what it is at its basic form. But the, I, it's to take away from that idea that like we have to get something from plants, we have to get something from you know they they have to give us something. Like they exist with us. You know what I'm saying? So the things that we're trying to get from plants, there's multiple ways to connect with each other. And I, I realized that like the things we're trying to get from plants. We 
we allow the plants to be our introduction to getting it from each other. So it's like, you remember when we were like kids and shit and you'd use like this cool rock as a way to make a new friend, like, oh, look at my rock. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, now we're all part of the plant community and now we all, we're all here now. What's good? You know, so, so, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. now we can start to really get into some, some deeper dirt now and really grow some, you know, grow some, some bigger ish. Yeah. It's like, what's next? I get it. This is just a way to bring everybody together once we're together. Now what's next? Yeah, now we got bigger gardens, you know, like gardens are starting to thrive out here and shit like that. So it's like, so what happens in 10 years when we all are, we all got gardens and, you know, we all know we all doing it. All right. So what we, we, we gonna fizzle out. We gonna stop. It's just gonna be, we gonna become commonplace. So just like, you know, we got a lot more work to do. We got a lot more stuff to do. It's not just about plants. Um, so that's like, I'm happy. That's the reason why we're all here. I get it. I get it. What's next. That's just gonna be my tagline for the rest of the year. What's next. <laughs> what's growing it, it started off just grow it now we're about to find out what's been growing yeah all right so using my new tagline what's next what's next for black men with gardens uh what's next with black men with gardens is finding deeper um ways of presenting content to the audience so Instead, so right now the format is, you know, post caption video content. I want to get way deeper into the way that I present people to the black men with gardens uh, audience and community. So that means I want to tell deeper stories about the people that I'm showing. I want to take more in-depth like photos and video interviews. And um, I'm just going to take the, the content that everybody's been view, viewing and loving on black men with gardens has been the seed. Like, so just watch that get blown out. Like watch those same people displayed on larger stages. And that's what this whole thing is about. Like we start off with this post and like, you know what I'm saying? Like this post the same way you said that shit, like about how, like when you find, when you get that tag and that shit means something like what Jasmine tagged me, that shit meant a lot. It's like, it's like when somebody puts you on the stage and it's like, you're, you're seen in a different light. It's, it means so much. And I'm like, Oh, yo, like this, this is this is the ground level like let's we're going to present this stuff on way bigger stages and because we've been going so hard and making sure we're seen in these platforms there's there i'm telling you fam like big city jasmine plant queen planner rob with the, the most fucking fabulous fro in the world you know uh, <laughs> every single one of y'all like the sharks are circling like you guys don't even understand how many different companies and networks and stuff like that are having meetings about y'all like having meetings about the way y'all look the way y'all talk the way y'all present the way y'all and 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 they're they're circling because they're waiting and they're, they're seeing who builds and who who does this and and they're, and they're just going to uh, what you'll realize is that you guys are actually building doors right now that's what you're doing you guys are building doors and somebody's gonna knock on the other side of that because <laughs> they see you building those doors man. like i'm telling you they're circling right now so it's just like at the end of the day this is this is um what's next for black Oak gardens is putting uh, the people that need to be seen on larger stages so that they can be seen so that people can get their entertainment value. I mean, I'm coming from, you know, production. So it's all about entertainment value and stuff like that. But at the same time, like the deeper mission, like we're talking about generations ahead. Like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, think about the television and stuff like that, that we watched when we was younger and kind of like thought about aspiring to because of that stuff and music lives and shit like that. Like, so just imagine what's going to happen if like some little black boy gets to see and or listen to, you know, black gardeners and these on these bigger stages and um, listen and hear these type of different conversations and black men having these type of conversations and different bigger and bigger outlets. Yeah. Yeah, no, that shit would change the world, man. Yeah, you call me on my day off, man. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, though. No. 
and it goes back to what you're saying. It, it, it's bigger than it's bigger than big city. It's about who you inspire. So what you're saying, maybe we inspire the next person and the next person. And, and if enough people are inspired, you really do change the world. Exactly. Uh, it's funny because it, it all starts with that. That uh, The analogy in the past used to be it starts with that first pebble. First pebble it takes something about a pebble turned into a mountain or that first step turned into a journey. Mm-hmm. Like right now, it's just kind of like it all starts with that first post. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to kind of like, you know, it's like you throw it out there and you just like throwing a seed into the dirt and just hoping it grows into something. Understood. Well, man, I want to tell you I appreciate everything that you do with Black Men with Gardens. Uh, I appreciate when you tagged yeah, me the first time i appreciate you changing the 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 view or or changing the way people view gardening from this side man thank you just thank you for being a dope individual i appreciate you i appreciate you thank you so much for the acknowledgement literally i am nothing but a smart curator like i'm just like i know like like uh, the main thing I'm doing is literally just being a lens and knowing like, oh, uh, nah, you're like, oh, Big City's dope. I need to show him. Like, you know, I'm literally just a curator and I'm just a lens to really show us ourselves at the end of the day. And I appreciate you inviting me on here to speak and shit because I think this, this might be like the first podcast I ever, yeah, I've done my like, lives and shit. This is going to be the first podcast I ever done. Come and on, man. You, you caught me at a really good time, Big City. I'm <laughs> telling you, you caught me at a really good time. We got right when, right when you're done recording, I'm going to have to fill you in. Man. Well, but you can't be no, nah, nah, I'm going to cut it off. I'll definitely cut it off, man. I appreciate. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's it, man. We're signing off. I'm going to cut it off so I can get to this conversation with them. <laughs> hey, no, wait. Let everybody know where they can find you on the Internet, man. Man, you can find me lurking in the comments on at Black Girls with Gardens. <laughs> lurking in the comments. All right. We're gone so we can have this good conversation. <laughs> Before I let you go, I need you to do more than one thing. First, I need you to like, comment, subscribe to the podcast. Second, I need you to tell a friend or two about the show if you enjoyed it. And if you have anybody you think I need to talk to, I should interview. Send the name over, put it in the comments, or send me an email. I grow at Big City Gardener. And check me out, man, on Instagram and on all social media platforms, Big City Gardener. We out. Oh, almost forgot. Just grow it. <laughs>